Welcome to the Armchair Eclectic Podcast. And today I'm talking again about the root chakra. And I want to preface this episode with full disclosure. I'm not a yoga expert. I'm not a chakra or energy center expert. My bo- my my dog probably knows more than me. But that being said, I just finished day two of my three-day excursion into the root chakra yogic practices that I have defined for myself. And so, the three poses that I'm working from currently are the standing forward fold Uttanasana. I'm going to potentially butcher some of these uh, names, but I'll do my best. The garland pose. Malasana. And what is my personal favorite so far? It feels nice. It seems to have the most grounding effect. And I like putting my hands together in a prayer form uh, because it, it does something to your brain. When you touch your hands together, like in a prayer form, this actually helps the left side and the right side of the brain to activate the bridge that connects the two of them. Which then, in turn, helps you better speak to your unconscious mind. Listen, rather, and understand. Uh, The tree pose is the Vrikshasana. Vrikshasana. And, you know, a lot of people have these memorized. They just know what it is when they're asked, for instance, in a yoga class to go into that pose. That's awesome. I have a feeling if I keep working on this, talking about it and writing about it, I'll memorize these too. Things like that, memory, memorization, it's really just based on repetition. Just like It's based on repetition to get good at a yoga pose. It's also based on repetition to train your brain to do anything. For instance, think positively, overcome addiction or habits. And so today, I didn't really have any 
super profound experiences. I mean, I did, but perhaps because I had some yesterday, I'm already like desensitized to it. And that's not bad or good. Um, you know, Alan Watts talks about you're already there. <laughs> you're already there. So like wherever you're trying to go, whatever you're trying to achieve, um, you know, if you spend your whole life trying to, for instance, chase a career path and you finally get that director position, you're VP role or that CEO role or whatever through the rising through the ranks and you're 40 years old and you say finally I made it and then he talks about like how you don't feel any different it's because we're already there we're already in the present moment and nothing is going to happen outside of the present moment so I'd like to start talking about what I have found online that I have zero basis for. I don't know if this is accurate. My dog is barking at a dog barking next door. He didn't really bark. He huffed really are you huffing are you huffing and puffing my dog is copper like the color which is red and because perhaps the root chakra is identified as a red chakra red ray or red energy uh, it's no surprise that the foods associated with the root chakra are also red red for stability and self-awareness and so some of those foods include tomatoes strawberries raspberries cherries red apples peppers I assume red However, perhaps other colors might be just as beneficial. As well as pomegranates and a personal favorite of mine, beets. Now, if you're one of those people that don't like beets, maybe this will give you a reason to try it out again. I grew up eating cans of uh, red beets, just already ready to eat out of the can. Uh, if you've ever gone to like a salad bar where they have beets and it was empty the beet portion it's probably because I was just there so if if we're to believe that certain foods can be associated with the well-being the balance of our chakras then that's a healthy list of foods I mean keep in mind with fruit it is something that you have to eat for the most of us anyways uh, it's something that we really only need to consume in moderation because the sugar is abundant in something like an apple 
or a strawberry or a pomegranate. So if you eat 10 of these a day, every day, you're, it's like eating, you know, candy, let's be honest. That being said, everything has a time and place, everything in moderation. Um, you know, beets are actually really good for your blood. No surprise there. Red and red again. What resonates here is that these are all healthy foods that carry vitamins and minerals that we need for our body. We need for our physical stability. And again, that's a big part of what the root chakra is really talking about or recognized as a focal point of. So it's, it's day two of three. And after I did, uh, what did I do? I did three Uttasana, Uttanasana poses. That's the standing forward fold. I did three of those position, three slow breaths each. So probably 30 to 45 seconds held each time. So roughly nine to 10 breaths. I probably had a few extra in there total. And that might be inaccurate. I don't think I was breathing that slowly. I'm a little stuffed up today too, so that's not helping, whatever. The garland pose, Malasana, I did the same. I did that after the Uttanasana. And I did three there, three poses, about three breaths in and out each. One, two, three breaths, stop the pose, looking at myself in a mirror. Did it again, did it again. And then Vrikshasana, three poses, three breaths each. But I didn't feel like I was ready to quit yet, which is good, right? And so I didn't. And so I decided I'll just go through all three again. Just, um, just one rep, if you will instead of three for each one. Keep in mind with the tree pose, the Vrikshasana, I think I put an extra in in there a moment ago. With that, the tree pose, it actually is gonna be two legs that you're gonna stand on each leg. And so really I did four sets three reps each or three breaths each three let me rephrase that four different pose positions of three different poses you get the idea so <clears throat> after I did the three 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 which is really four 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 because of the two legs one of each tree pose. I, 
I didn't have much in the way of visualization. But I did notice something that came to, to my, my heart and my mind. And at first it concerned me like maybe a, it was not what should be. But then I realized it's okay. Like, A, how do I know? Why should I not trust this? Isn't that the whole paradox here of this chakra? Trust being enabled. So if I'm not going to trust the visualization that I have of this chakra, then I'm already lost and I need to start all the way over. And that's okay, but, but I decided, why would this visualization be bad? I, I, don't, I don't think it would be. I just don't know what it means. And that's why I felt a moment of not even fear, but curious concern. Looked at it, liked it because it existed. Not because I judged it, but I just liked it because I saw it. And so what I saw was this beautiful red flower in three dimensions, um, sort of expanding its petals a little bit, sort of unfolding a little bit. But also, the part that particularly made me feel that caught my attention was a red glow expanding up from this red flower in the visualization and so my concern was something around the idea of maybe this red glow shouldn't be happening maybe it will feed up into the next chakra in a way that isn't good that I wouldn't want but then again why be uh, caught up in the outcome here and why be wanting anything in the first place I already have my want defined my defined want is to work on the root chakra so if I start denying the experience that I have while doing this while working on the root chakra then I'm throwing away the work and this is resounding for me in, in a different way. Um, again, root chakra related to relationships in the physical world. For the most part, when we feel unsafe or not trusting of others, it's because our body and our mind and our especially our unconscious mind are really designed to keep us safe to keep us alive and so if our brain is telling us that we have something to fear then our body is going to respond to that so if I'm afraid of something bad happening because of someone else that I have a relationship with well, whether that bad thing happens or not, if I imagine it, it, it's like the Matrix. It's like if you die in the Matrix, you die in, in, in real life. It's like that in that if I fear it in my head, it might as well have happened in real life. 
because I'm painting that picture, that experience in my mind. So again, saw all this red glow and at first I was unaware of what it really meant. And then I realized either I'll figure it out or I won't, but I'm gonna trust this. And it was pretty, it was a pretty visualization, so. After the yoga positions and taking a moment to grab my notebook, one of my first thoughts was, will I be ready for the next chakra in the ascension after day three of the root chakra work? It seems like a great question. I feel ready now. This is an insightful question and answer because what I've learned is that this worked. That the process of just one day in, let alone two days in, of doing these poses with intention, I feel grounded. I, I believe that the idea or the, the visualization of the glowing red coming out of the glowing, the, the red petals was also a representation to tell me you're ready. Why? Because it was showing me energy flowing not disrupted, not corrupted, not stifled, but just there. From a beautiful, lush, succulent, rose-like root chakra visualization that I had. So now I know that in my day three, which will be tomorrow, day three of the practice, which I will have a fourth episode on the root chakra to conclude that, I'm going to open that, and I have a feeling most yoga teachers would suggest this, and or at least say that's a good idea. I'm going to open that next chapter on day four, whenever I start the next chakra up. I'm going to start with the root chakra. I'm not just going to skip there. Because if I am doing all this work, it, it's not, oh, I feel my, my glutes burning a little bit from the, the vrikshasana. Um, if I don't do that, I'll be A, missing an opportunity to continue practicing what I've already started learning 
B, it's work that needs to be ongoing. It's not a three days out of my life and hey, my root chakra is mended and uh, all is well and now I'm the king of the world. No, it's not like that. So, so what is it like? Well, it is like a foundation that can be built on to have a long-term impacting yogic practice based on a simple approach of, hey, I'm going to start where we should start, the foundation. But instead of having that foundation and then leaving it and then trying to put the framework on the dirt, I'm going to use the foundation, put the framework on the foundation and continue to build. <clears throat> what am I building? my own framework, my own process of doing yoga at night, every night for 21 days, which is something I've never done before. I've done yoga once here, twice there, look at someone else do it and try it, go to a class that was free or a class at the gym that is not a yoga gym, uh, not an ashram, not a uh, any type of yogic place it's just like a corporate gym where they have a yoga class a couple times a week that's okay however self-exploration is more difficult whenever you're just being told what to do when you're in a group of people you're going to be surrounded by energy that they bring to the table so not only is that gonna matter their state you know you might just be distracted by the people there in the first place too much to not go deep not go inside so perhaps learning yogic poses is um, important and the form is important and those things matter and so those things matter so we should encourage people to go to a class and learn it however if you're gonna do it why not do it in a setting where you get to decide how you feel, what it means, what you're going to do, why you're going to do it. These things matter. Your intentions matter. And so, <clears throat> I asked myself, after defining that as a key thing okay I'm gonna build on the foundation and continue to do the the root chakra poses and add to that it's like a commercial in this song that I'm playing and that's strange because um, it shouldn't be but it's built into the song. <laughs> My dog is licking himself clean. It's late at night. Um, and I don't blame him. But I wish he wasn't. Because it's distracting me. But here we go. So how can I apply what I've learned so far? Just trust that this is not something to worry about. The dog needs his own 
autonomy here to bathe himself. Why should I be concerned about that? Of course, as uh, this is an audio setting, I, I want it to be as, as high quality as possible right now. Uh, my equipment is decent, but I could do better. So, note to self. Move the dog or move the microphone. So, after I established, okay, I'm going to do the root chakra poses first before I start the next poses. And I'm going to add to that, and I anticipate that turning into a from like a 10 minute practice to perhaps like a 70 minute practice, a long practice. Um, I asked myself if I could have an aha moment right now, what would it, what would that be? How would that look? And then I told myself it doesn't matter because I would most likely forget it anyways. I mean, I would forget it unless I didn't. I've had some aha moments that were not forgotten. Some sort of insightful moments, some connection moments to oneness in the past that I don't remember the song that was playing, but I do remember the dance I was doing and the feeling I had of it being confirmed that everything really is all one. So maybe I wouldn't forget, but either way, it, it actually really is not that important. You can't force an epiphany. That's just a thought. But what was great about today was after doing a few poses, after doing the first three Uttansana poses. I felt grounded like I did after the whole exercise the night before. Immediately. So I, you know, five minutes into, I went for about 17 minutes. It was just already there. I felt grounded. That confidence was there. There was nothing to slow me down. There was no thought that was um, prevailing negative. Nothing was pulling or pushing me in my brain. I just, I was there. I was standing. I was doing it. It was great. And it felt really good. Um, if you've ever been stoned off of THC, you know, it's... Um, it's not unlike the feeling, I mean, it is very different, but it can be compared to the feeling of having gone for a run. Because your, your blood pressure is elevated, your, your heart rate's elevated. There's certain chemical reactions happening inside of you. There might be adrenaline, there might be um, a, a release of some sort of endorphins, dopamine.
so that's kind of how I felt after I was after I was pretty much done I mean and that's great because what what a great way to end a day you know I, I understand why people do yoga in the morning and I understand how that would be a great way to start the day and maybe it'd be a great way to do both start and end the day however I'm telling you right now I, I feel more calm than I did last night and just as confident and secure and that's a big part of again the, the root chakras essence trust in the environment trust trusting the physical world and feeling confident feeling secure so it's it's also noticeable that my hip bones my flexibility might be like 1.5% better um, it was interesting though because after I, after I finished and I sat down on the yoga mat and I was writing in my journal I I noticed that the way that my hips or rather um, I guess it would be my pelvic bones sort of right under the glutes the way that they were pressing into the ground felt different I felt like they had just maybe opened up a little bit or, or spread a little bit um, like my my pelvic bone just kind of felt more comfortable on the on the ground that's really important because if you're going to sit down and meditate well it needs to feel okay um so bad posture, being overweight, having poor blood circulation, having nervous system issues. These things can really have small or great effects on your ability to sit, um, you know, cross-legged on the floor and meditate. However, don't discount what your body is telling you. I have had, and this is going right back to the root chakra itself, I've had some lower back problems in my past. Just saying that creates a tension in my lower back, I can feel. Whenever I was younger, however, I mean, it's like the reverse of the way it should be I had serious back problems now I played high school football and I was also in theater where I had a few um, more than a few instances where I was really getting into the acting and I threw myself on the hardwood stage 
there was a scene in the musical Oklahoma where I believe her name is Aunt Eller and she pulls out a pistol and she shoots it into the sky to make everyone stop fighting each other and everyone freaks out and they they all react and so I just really took it to heart and threw myself on the ground not just in the play but again and again and again in rehearsals now I don't know but looking back I probably could have sued the school for my medical bills <laughs> not really something that me or my family focused on what makes me sad what makes me feel sad for other people is that and for my past self was that in that state in my state of pain and suffering and, and stiffness and immobility as a recent high school graduate at 18 years old I mean this 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 was months of pain and it really hampered any motivation I had I didn't I didn't want to go to college, I didn't want to work, it was 2007, right before the big recession hit back then, and you know, I, I, should, have, I should have been more dedicated, but instead I uh, took the summer off and went back to school, but didn't really have a whole lot of feeling like uh, I was going anywhere, but what makes me the most sad is how much medicine I took muscle relaxers I believe that are not even available anymore somas I was given a, a, a sample of those that lasted me a few weeks for my doctor it wasn't even a prescription I mean he just gave them to me that same doctor my family doctor that I grew up with died of uh, essentially being an alcoholic Think about that. That's sad. Someone who should have been more conscious of their health and more conscious of other people's health and needs. He just... And I trusted this person, and I, I'm not upset. But I take pity on, on me for enjoying the, uh, the feeling of being high from muscle relaxers versus the feeling of being in pain and I take pity on that poor doctor who just I, I don't know what he grew up with I don't know what his life was like but I, I, I bet he had quite a few traumas in his life that caused him to, to, to drink and that's, that's why it happened um, but not to ended on a sad note you know the hard truth is that they say everything happens for a reason but the hard truth is that we don't necessarily know the reason we can make it up in our head we can give things a reason but why don't we instead give ourselves a reason to grow and accept and, and really be the best selves that we can
so that's that's pretty much all I got today um, <clears throat> look look for day four discussing the the root chakra post my third day of doing the stances and committing to a, a longer term practice of learning these poses and digging deeper inside of me to understand myself and understand what it is that I'm working on internally really seeing for me it, it is anyways a visual experience of seeing feeling experiencing that particular chakra and all of them a strong foundation makes a difference if I could leave you with a few words believe in yourself trust yourself know that a quiet mind is mind that experiences potentially nothing and also potentially everything courage is your friend trust is your friend willingness is your friend be willing to trust your courage thank you for tuning in to these extra super chill woo woo episodes of the armchair eclectic podcast and I'm excited to share this experience with you over time as I grow these little 1% better days are important we can also have 1% worse days or, or, or bigger, 10% worse days. But just remember this. It's like investing in the market. If you're getting 1% better every single day, you're going to have a compounding effect there. But even if you're just getting better some immeasurably small amount every single day, that's still going to have a compounding effect. That's still going to have a positive effect. And you get to decide 
what that means to you. And if you have those goals in your mind and you're doing something about them, if you're taking action to achieve those goals, then by my personal definition and many others, you are successful. So congratulations, you're already on the right path. Keep it up. You got this. Believe in yourself. Believe and trust your confidence. Wishing you love and light in your life. May the love guide you to the light. May the light guide you to the love.